All right. Well, hey, uh, welcome back. We are so glad that you guys are joining us uh, for the FastCast podcast. And hey, hey, how's it? Wow. Hey, we've done it. Uh, But this is our opportunity to talk through some of the things that are going on right now in our current season, especially with our fast starting 40 days ago. uh, And really just kind of with Austin and Nicole and Rob, here we are talking kind of through what our experience has been like, some of the things that got us highlighted. We've really walked through like our hopes, our expectations. We've walked through some of the challenges. We talked last time about the impact of COVID as it came in um, with all of the different things. And I think one of the things we want to take time to talk about this time through is the hope that we have, the opportunity that exists right here, right now for us. Not belittling any of the challenging aspects that are happening uh, globally with this pandemic. Actually, we part part of the opportunity for us right now is actually to weep like Jesus does over those who are hurting and who are broken. And so we want to step into that while simultaneously stepping into our apprenticeship unto Jesus, uh, stepping into our discipleship unto Jesus. And so we're going to kind of press in on the area of spiritual disciplines. And I'm going to just open it up right now by talking to the crew about um, the spiritual discipline of, of fasting, uh, you know, so we just kind of have come through this, uh, this electronic fast. I, w- I want to hear if you guys have, have you guys done any sort of past, past fasting uh, before? What's that been like for you? Yeah, uh, actually, I went to an internship right out of high school that practiced regular fasts. Um, I think it was like, Every other Wednesday, we'd fast all day. And then we would have these fasting events um, where we would, one of them called the fasting life transforming events. Uh, you would fast from uh, not only food, but you'd also fast from each other. Uh, you would be Dang. quiet. You, you, like we're on a campus, right? So just imagine all these young adults on a campus that can't talk to each other, can't interact with each other. They have to be completely quiet uh, for three days, as well as they're not eating. Uh, They're just drinking water, you know, whatever. Um, Of course, there's, you know, some exceptions and, you know, people are being taken care of, but for those who can do it, uh, that's how they're interacting with the fast. And um, I, I remember very poignantly uh, just being super zealous about it and wanting to like go even further uh, and be this weird holy Christian guy and actually try to uh, like blind myself with like a rag and just take away all these senses as much as possible uh, and, and just listen to God. Um, and <laughs> I actually remember hearing from the Lord um, you know, you just hear that whisper in your heart or like, you know, in your mind of God just saying, like, I hate that rag. <laughs> and I, I remember getting into it, into the word. He pointed me to a scripture that says, um, uh, I don't, it's something, I can't remember the exact verb, but just like, I don't care for sacrifices. All I care about is obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, that's what I was doing. I was just trying to sacrifice just to seem holy or to actually sort of earn like a closeness with God but God was like that's not what fasting is about fasting is about just listening to me and just being with me um and I think that's the lesson I still had to relearn 
during this fast as well. It's like, it's not about sacrificing. It's about listening to me and being with me, being in a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Anybody else? Robert or Nicole? Well, I have, <clears throat> I have fasted a few times over the years. Usually it's like a day long thing mm-hmm. where I fast from eating and what I've done that's been really helpful during those fasts is to have a notebook and a pen with me and, and a Bible. Mm-hmm. And usually I've spent a lot of time reading chunks of the Bible or maybe the same chunk over and over and over yeah. and writing down thoughts, ideas, insights, revelations, whatever, just through the whole day, just writing stuff down. And it's been really neat because Later on, days, weeks, even months later, I'll go back and look at what I've written, and I can really clearly see that God's been speaking to me, that He spoke mm-hmm. to me. You know, so in that sense, it's been really fruitful, really beneficial. Um, unfortunately, I don't do that, and I haven't done that as much as I should. Even though I know it's so great, mm-hmm. I know every time I do it, it's like a great time with the Lord. Um, but I don't do it as much as I want to, or I should. And uh, I don't know. That's something I, I probably need to work on more. It's great. Cool. Um, I have, I, I mentioned before I did, uh, I chose to fast from TV um, cause I knew it was something I went to for comfort like two years ago for Lent. Um, and that was a really revealing time for me where I saw truly the depth of my, um, that I use and kind of misuse that um, technology. Um, and then I've participated in day-long fasts from food um, uh, to, to varying degrees of success. <laughs> and, um, and I've always, you know, I mean, each fast has been different. I would say this fast, um, probably because it paired with a global event, um, has been the most uh, impactful um and has been the most kind of um uh like shaking up of my regular or or like business as usual you know like Mm -hmm. i feel i feel like i am different and that the world is different now than it (laughs) was and it it and there is no going back like even when the pandemic is over things will have changed for me personally and for the world in mm-hmm. significant ways. Like, so we're, we're experiencing this, you know, it's a real before and after. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, but I think that the, the, the fast aligning with that um, for me has been um, an extraordinary blessing, a, a hard, uh, a, a difficult <laughs> blessing for sure. Um, but definitely one that, um, I'm thankful that for, I'm thankful for me that I fought for, even though it was very hard. Um, and I'm kind of eager to, uh, to learn about other like spiritual disciplines other than fasting that maybe I have not engaged with, um, before, uh, the, and, and the fruit that they might bear. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I love what you guys are talking about here. And I think the what's interesting, we, sometimes we could hear the word spiritual discipline and we can think um, 
like holy Christian, like super holy Christian, or we can think uh, ancient church fathers, or we all have different backgrounds when we hear the word spiritual discipline. Some of you might think Catholic, some of whatever. Uh, spiritual disciplines are tools. Uh, they're merely tools to help provide space for intentionality of engaging with God. And remember that as followers of Jesus, our goal is to be like him, or excuse me, to be with him, to become like him, and to do what Jesus did. And really what spiritual disciplines do is they give us opportunity to engage in our discipleship more intentionally. Uh, that's it. Like Austin, it's, you're right. It's not the rag. You know, it's like that. It's not that thing. It's not that act. And, uh, but they can be used as tools and tools can also be used improperly as well. And plenty of us have done that before. And fasting in particular is an interesting spiritual discipline um, because it involves in essence, starving ourselves of something that's normal in our lives for the purpose of feasting on God. Um, and so what it does is it has an ability, it engages our whole body. It's not just our mind. It's not just, uh, you know, um, it's not just our mind or just our body. It's like our mind and our body. It involves our whole being and it really creates an opportunity for a reset especially with longer fasts or more uh, holistic. So more um, like complete fast, like fasting from all types of food for 24 hours. Um, it's like it's gone completely. Food is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. We're supposed to have it uh, and we can't go for too long without it. But we intentionally say no to that thing, not because that food is bad, but because we're saying, look, just as my body is feels dependent upon food, it's actually first and foremost created to in, be with the creator himself. And so this idea we fast from fill in the blank and we feast on God. Now, that's not always what happens on fasts. Uh, a lot of times we fast for weight loss or we fast for fill in the blank. We can, and shocking, right? That patterns and spiritual disciplines that God gives us also have other benefits, right? Like it's, it's, should it be shocking that that's what God actually does is he invites us into rhythms or patterns that are actually good for us um, in more ways than just engaging with God, which I think is a beautiful thing. Uh, so that's a little bit of a, uh, of a rabbit trail with, with fasting, but I, I think it's so crucial. And I, I would invite all of us to make some sort of rhythm or pattern of fasting. Um, Back in the early church, people fasted two times a day, or excuse me, not two times a day, two times a week. <laughs> I think they took Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they fasted mm. for 24 hours from sundown to sundown. Um, I'm not saying we should do the same thing, uh, but I do think that there's some invitation into a, a weekly fast uh, and what that could look like. And we look at that, and it seems maybe super unnecessary, or why would we do that? And I think the reality is, why would we do it? Because actually, my body needs more opportunities for habits and patterns to be broken and refocused on Jesus than I could possibly imagine. And so creating some sort of repeated pattern where we fast on a regular basis is probably a, maybe a good idea. I haven't done it very long, but for a season, I was fasting um, weekly aligned with my community group. So I would start fasting the night before, and then I would break my fast with the meal with my community group. Uh, I have not been doing that currently. That is a pattern that I would like to re-engage in. Uh, but anywho, 
this last fast was unique because it wasn't from food. Uh, it was actually from something that for some of us was more connected uh, and actually more embedded, maybe even than food. I found that this fast from electronics was harder than, and I've, and the, the longest food fast I've done is only 48 hours. Um, but I found that this electronic fast was way harder than any food fast that I've ever done before. Same. Uh, mm. But I would really recommend, so if you can't tell, I would really recommend that we, we engage in fasting. Um, again, not only is it the opportunity to uh, starve our flesh, in essence, to feast on God. Again, it's not the fasting that's the goal. It's the engagement with God that's the goal. But one of the byproducts that I found that is really valuable with fasting, especially for anybody who might struggle with any form of addiction, is that uh, fasting is a, is a tool that God gives us to show us actually that the body can break free from addiction. Um, it's, it's a tool given to us by God to help remind us that, oh my gosh, we actually have the spirit who dwells in us and we can actually say no to things, even if they're good things. Um, and so, for instance, if you happen to struggle or be addicted to things like pornography, or if you happen to be addicted to substances, if you happen to be addicted um, to fill in the blank, fasting is a fantastic spiritual discipline to pick up that will actually build muscles uh, spirit-driven muscles in you that it gives you the ability and helps remind your mind that you can say no to things. Um, and so it's a, it's a really unique piece to how fasting works as well. You guys have anything else to say uh, kind of in, in this area of the spiritual discipline of fasting? Yeah, actually, um, in that same line, especially from breaking from addiction, uh, as somebody who uh, part of my testimony is, is uh, tied to the addiction of pornography. Uh, I've learned that um, you can't just you can't just stop doing something. You have to replace it. Um, and fasting, as much as we talk about uh, fasting being being something where you uh, stop doing something or you um, uh, take a break from something, uh, even something that's potentially good like media. Uh, you still, it's not going to be successful if you don't replace it with something. Um, and uh, there's this, uh, for me, the, the big thing the Lord, and I said this in the last episode too, uh, that the Lord has put on my heart is just a consistent uh, rhythm of quiet time with the Lord. Uh, there's this great uh, quote from Mother Teresa when, uh, when she's asked, uh, um, how to, you know, have a, a healthy spiritual life. Uh, all she says is, uh, well, when you spend one hour a day adoring your Lord and never do anything which you know is wrong, you will be fine. Uh, it's so simple. Uh, you know, just an hour a day and don't do anything that you know is unpleasing to the Lord. Like, it's so simple. And we tend to complicate it. Um, but yeah, like if we could just do that, if I could just spend an hour a day adoring God, not just like reading his word or praying, but actually like just taking time to just like take him in and enjoy him, listen to him, uh, maybe even get to go outside and look at his creation at the same time. That's a big thing for me. And I think for a lot of people just to be able to see creation, 
it's a, it's a trigger for me and it, it just breathed life into my day. Um, so that would be the big push I'd have is, is anytime you're fasting or even if you're not fasting, just daily, just do that. <laughs> Make time cool. for that. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. For the rest of you guys, I, I want to hear what are some of your key takeaways from the fast and, and not just the fast, but maybe it's intersection with COVID. What, what do you feel God has been teaching you through the experience of, of the fast? And um, also maybe what, what gets you excited as, as, as we're moving forward? Well, for me, um, well, I'm going to mention a book also. Yeah. My wife actually read this book. Uh, it's called The Liturgy of the Ordinary. Mm. I can't mm. remember the author right now, but the liturgy of the ordinary and the whole focus and premise of this book is that God is present. God works in and through. We can appreciate and see and enjoy God in all the little things of our lives. The simple things like making our bed, eating a meal, doing the laundry, all that. And for, I started reading this book right during this COVID-19 thing going on when I was having to be forced to really slow down and kind of minimize my life. So it's, I think it's having a magnified effect. But I really think the Lord is teaching me, and it's very encouraging, uh, that a lot of stuff in my life, especially a lot of the busyness, but just a lot of the stuff is so irrelevant to Him to his kingdom, mm. to my relationship mm. with him, to what he's doing in this world. And the flip side of that coin is that there's so much to enjoy from him and of him, even in the simple everyday things. Yeah. So being forced to simplify, slow down has been sweet in the sense of I'm learning by his grace to, to enjoy him more and just, just the fact that I have a home to live in mm. and just meals. I have meals whenever I want them. And then bigger things like I have a wonderful wife and family. just all those things have become a little more precious and a little sweeter. And I'm finding more fulfillment in them as some of these other things are being stripped away right mm. now. And it's, it's been, that's been very encouraging. Wow. That's awesome. Thanks Rob. I think, um, for me, uh, you know, come away from the uh, fast uh, and, you know, just engaging with the current time right now um, with a lot of conflicted, you know, feelings. Like I feel um, kind of simultaneously discouraged by the fact that I still feel like I want to turn to like television shows for comfort. Like that's part of it's not like I have been fully healed from that temptation mm -hmm. um but I'm also deeply encouraged by the fruit of of the fast by some of the unexpected outcomes for me were like I wanted to feel uh, you know closer to Jesus um uh, by this time but what uh one of the fruits of, of coming out of the fast has been me like falling 
bonkers in love with the Bible again. Yeah. And I, I, that wasn't something I was intentionally like, I want to spend time in the word so that I love it again. Um, but it was a natural byproduct of spending more time in the word and spending more time with Jesus. Um, and doing the, like, because I was intentional with quiet time, which I have not always been as a follower of Jesus, but during the fast, that was a, a priority and I didn't have as much noise to, to distract me from it. Um, now I've been very encouraged that that, that is now a habit that is, is, is continuing like without the intentional, like effort, like before the fast, I had an alarm on my phone for my quiet time at 9 PM every day. And every single day, it surprised me every day. Uh, and <laughs> it was the same time every single day. And every single day I was like, Oh, I would have never thought of this. Um, but that I know like now that is my rhythm and that is important to me. And I look forward to it. Um, and so that has been kind of an unexpected um, joy from the fast is uh, is just my excitement um, for scripture. That's awesome. And if I could plug one more spiritual discipline that's been really hitting me is just Sabbath. Uh, mm. I mean, you were talking about like a weekly fast and uh, God has already sort of ordained this weekly fast where once a week uh you fast from your normal things uh your normal work uh and you just take a day to rest and to take a day to do things uh that are actually you know edifying and 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 restful and that like rejuvenate your soul um and most of the time that means and something i'm learning that means i need to get rid of my phone i need to not interact with YouTube or Netflix. Those aren't things, those are things like I veg on, but they don't actually like produce life in me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm going to quote John, uh, John Comer because he has this great quote when he's uh, talking about Sabbath because he mentions how the, the only things that are blessed during the creation story are the animals, the humans, and then uh, the seventh day is blessed. And so he says this, uh, wait, so God blessed animals, humans, and then a day? What does that mean? It means that the Sabbath, just like an animal or a human being, has the life-giving capacity to procreate, Mm. to fill the world up with more life. Mm. Um, And I just think that's so, we, we are robbing ourselves when we when we spend, we, when we busy ourselves throughout the weekends and we don't make Sabbath a priority or on our Sabbath, we just like veg out on, on things that can be restful, but I think we all can admit isn't necessarily life-giving. Um, when God wants us to engage in the things that we actually really enjoy that are life-giving, for me, hiking is a big one. Like I just feel so pumped when I get to go out and, and hike a little bit. And I know everyone, that's not for everybody, but there's something that you you know probably you're thinking of right now uh that is life-giving that you wish you had time for and god is telling you okay make one day out of the week uh, a priority for that maybe it's yeah. just spending time with your family maybe it's just, yeah you know, uh, spending some time away from the tv and actually engaging with your kids in a more creative laid-back fashion yeah it's so good austin 
Yeah, it's quite, it's quite interesting. Uh, I think you guys have highlighted a bunch of different things, but there, we have a tendency to overcomplicate things. Um, and that's, that's not a, that's not a new problem. That's honestly something that we could trace that all the way back to the garden, right? We overcomplicated what God, did God really say? Did God really say that you would die if you ate of this tree? Um, and, and there's, there's a cloudiness that exists because we live in a fallen world. Um, and so there's sin all around us. There's still sin in my own heart. There's still issues that need to be worked out. And the reality is sometimes things are cloudy. And when things are cloudy, we need to turn to things and not just when they're cloudy, but even when they're not. But this is why scriptures talks about is like that your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. Because the world we live in sometimes is going to be challenging to navigate through and things are going to look grim at points, but there's always hope. And, and so I, I, I love, I love what you guys are, are talking through here. And I, I think for us, it, it, it's crucial uh, to think about, okay, so, so what now? And I think for me, as I look through, what are some, uh, big takeaways from the fast for our family. Um, there's been a number of them. Uh, I think one of them, if I'm honest, is um, this one almost feels anecdotal. Um, but the, the more our kids engage with electronics, the worse they treat each other, just period. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that doesn't feel very spiritual. I mean, I guess it's very spiritual, but it's just like, it's just an observ. There's like a number of like observations that we've made throughout this time, just as a family. Um, uh, Keely and I both recognized how we use electronics in some, you might be upset or angry that this is your pastor saying this, that, that we use electronics to pacify our kids um, so that we can have time. Um, I don't know if that's, I mean, I think that's probably not altogether very healthy, uh, but some, like, I understand there's like, I think there's grace there. I'm giving it to myself if you won't give it to me. Uh, and, but like actually being, you know, privy to see that. Um, I think the, some of the, like the huge wins is that like our kids actually are creative. Our kids actually like each other. Our kids um, mm -hmm. enjoy being outside. Our kids enjoy being on the trampoline. Our kids enjoy being with us. Um, and uh, and like when, while we were limiting electronics, especially it gave us way more opportunity to actively engage in discipling of our kids. Um, and so like, I'm super thankful for that, uh, for Keely and I, the ability, uh, to have our rhythms disrupted. I think there is some sad truth to like our pattern in life. It was eat dinner, sometimes in front of the TV, sometimes not. Um, uh, but often like try and rush to get the kids to bed so that we could do what we want to do sometimes together, sometimes not together, sometimes mm. watching a show together, which again, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but uh, watching a show together or, uh, you know, actually doing like our own individual electronics. Um, and this gave us opportunity to actually connect and have more conversation uh, it also allowed the opportunity for our conversation to be more genuine and more real rather than, uh, hey, did you see this meme or did you, uh, you know, 
Did you see what happened with Tiger King last night? Um, no, not, I'm not throwing shade for, for anybody, but just it was interesting that as we stripped down some of the things that were being inputted into us, what we got then to share was not somebody else's joke or somebody else's feeling. We actually got to share with each other like more of like our feelings and some of our conversation actually was a little bit harder uh, and sometimes was boring. <laughs> like if I'm just honest, like some of it was really boring. I wish I could tell you that like, oh, Keely and I just, we just like locked eyes every night and we're like, oh yeah, babe. And it just, some of it, some <laughs> of it was like, picture. yeah, that's, but some of it was actually boring. But for me, like getting to a place where I recognize like that's okay mm. was good. And then pushing past that to where we, like the other day we're sitting there like, and I'm, I'm just holding her as she's just weeping because we're walking through some things that are challenging right now. And part of like that time that we had over the last 40 days helped prepare us to engage, I think even more appropriately and more um, actively in, in places of pain and places of um, triumph too. So I think I'm really thankful for that. I'm really grateful that my bedtime routine has changed. Um, and, uh, but I think what we're, we're going to hit the pause button right here because we're about out of time for this episode. And then we're going to come back and do one final one um, where we're actually going to talk about kind of rebuilding uh, habits and patterns and trying to structure our life. Like what, so again, kind of in continuing as a result of this, as a result of the fast, as a result of what's going on with COVID, what now? Um, and we'll pick up where we're going to kind of start talking about some of the, the beneficial pieces to uh, restructuring our lives and actually creating habits, patterns, rhythms, uh, things like that. So guys, everybody, thank you for sharing so far. We'll be back with one more episode and then we'll tie things up. See ya. Bye.